the social anxiety at the time was keeping me safe because if I was never putting myself out there, I would never get rejected. And I always like to tell like my clients, like your thoughts don't define you. They don't. And that's the point is to show you that that failure is not bad. It's not that big of a deal. It's not as bad as my brain makes it think, like make me think it is. I definitely think in our society, we're like, oh, how dare you bully? How dare you bully? You know, it's this, it's this mentality of like, all right, how do we help them? How do we prevent it from happening? Not just punishing the bully for bullying, but like preventing it from happening. Am I serving people and loving themselves more? Am I serving people and connecting authentically and powerfully each and every day? Then I'm successful. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I accomplish, quote unquote. You're <laughs> right. Get the wins towards where you want to be. Don't like go from zero to you know, 60, you know, go to zero to one and then to two and then to three. And then eventually you'll get to 60. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. I mean, I have an incredible guest and we were playing around a little bit before starting to record. So I'm actually going to have you do the intro today, Jeremy, if you, if you don't mind. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for another beautiful edition of the I Love Success podcast with your host, Peter, and his special guest, last but not least, Jeremy Green, also known as Jeremy Talks to Strangers and the man who has given free hugs around the world. <laughs> 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 awesome. Well, welcome, Jeremy. And thank you for that intro. I think I'm glad I don't have a boss because I, I might got get fired and <laughs> you might take my position. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm, a, I'm my own boss. Uh, thank you for being uh, a cool guy, man. Yeah. It's fine. Do you remember how we met? Yeah, I do remember how we met. <laughs> I was like, who's this weird guy? I, I was drinking coffee uh, on Abbott Kinney and then like who's who's this weird guy talking to everybody <laughs> and then Adam my friend he's like oh I've seen you in Santa Monica you're giving out free hugs uh, so let's take this back because every great you know development or accomplishment or or growth starts a lot of times with pain so let's go back to you as a young kid, when when did you when did you realize that you had social anxiety or and it was hard to kind of, you know, interact with other human beings? Um, yeah, uh, just to go back to like elementary school, I always had trouble concentrating. I was the, you know, the kid running around the school, um, beating kids up and being kind of a, a like looking back, like I was just so high energy and I couldn't focus. But I never had social anxiety. Uh, my social anxiety stems from when I was in the seventh grade and middle schools can be a very challenging time for a lot of people in my judgment. And um, I got in an argument with my good friend from elementary school. And instead of, you know, hashing it out like friends do, he decided to start the anti Jeremy movement and um, like, Got a whole community of people who would work together to make my life as challenging as possible. That's a light way to say it. <laughs> and um, I had times where 
there's a lot of situations where like two guys, this thing, something called like the stunner. That's where they grab you by the neck and you pull you down. I once had two guys do it to me at the same time. And I fell to the floor and hit my head on the floor and it was really painful. And I was crying and my crush of course was in the class as I'm just in tears. Um, I had a half empty bottle of Gatorade thrown in my head from a two story, you know, building. I had, um, this girl kick me in the shin as hard as she can, just so she can tell other people she did it just for cred. <laughs> I kicked Jeremy in the shin. Nice. And it was just like a, so it was, it was hard. And, um, I ended up having to hang out with a grade level underneath me. And that was hard because they already had their bonds. They've known each other for years. And I was just like, this, I felt this outsider who's like, Oh, can I hang out with you younger kids? So that, trauma and also like my oldest brother's living with autism and he'd he'd kind of take out you know his frustrations in the world on me so it's already like prime punching bag real estate and from there i just um took on a lot of stories of i'm not good enough i bring no value no one likes me um and created social anxiety in me and it's interesting looking back at it at the time, I didn't see this, but the social anxiety at the time was keeping me safe because if I was never putting myself out there, I would never get rejected. Yeah. I mean, how, how does that affect the human being? Like what was going on in your mind during these times? Oh man, I, <laughs> a lot of depression. A lot of depression, a lot of just unhappiness with being me and wanted to be someone else. Um, I literally just, like I said, kind of, like I said earlier, I desired, I thought I brought no value into the world and no one likes me. But as far as the impact on my brain, I mean, tremendous, you know, I am um, looking back at it, like the stories that it brought upon myself and the stories I told myself and my thought patterns were just very, very toxic. And I was, I was, I was a wreck in a, in a sense of, but then I look back years later and having the, like the, having the thoughts of no one likes me, was not correct and not accurate in the sense of, I'm sure some people liked me because I was a very like um, goofy, funny guy and I always, I just, it was just the, my thoughts um, running the show. And I always like to tell like my clients, like your thoughts don't define you. They don't. What was your escape during that time? Did you have a hobby, a passion or like how did you have an escape? To be honest? Yeah. Sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true sense of humor I would yeah. crack jokes left and right make jokes and be the you know the, the the class clown and it was a way it was a defense mechanism it was a way to not be seen it was a way to not be taken seriously and and, for, and then also yeah that was my escape humor 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 um, yeah, yeah. And as with many stories, we have to hit rock bottom in order to change. Can you just walk us through the, the toughest moment and when you decided to, you know, change and, and master um, social skills? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, since middle school, I kind of was in a space of just really, really wanting to love myself. I was just so tired of hating myself so much. I wake up day in and day out, like every day thinking I really don't like myself. I wish I was someone else. I wish I was someone else. And that was the thing. But to go back to your question of rock bottom, um, I, I don't I think it was junior college because all those, all those stories of self-worth issues were went into high school and I was just kind of wandering from friend group to friend group trying to find my validation externally, which I know now is not healthy in the way to, you know, to get, get out to be satisfied with myself. So to kind of ask you, go back to your question, junior college, I remember I was just kind of, a, I was a wanderer and I remember just one time coming home and I was just so couldn't take it. I was um, so dissatisfied with myself. I remember just kind of crying for no reason. Well, I guess now looking back for wasn't for, but in the time I was like, I'm crying for no reason. I don't know why I'm crying. I just couldn't stop crying. I'm I'm so unhappy. And then that's when I kind of, um, as a call, I just, I need to do something about this. And how, how, how does that process work? Because I think we're all more or less have had those moments in our life when we're like fucking fed up and we're, like I can't take this anymore and uh, you're not happy in the situation you are or, or who, you, who you show up as in the world. Like what's the process to, to actually change? Because most people don't know and it, it, it always seems so damn hard that we're okay. I, I call it the frustration curve. Like uh, most people can go their whole life being kind of unhappy because it's not too too bad and it's an easier place to be in than actually change but in when when the frustration is so high that you have to make a change that's where we like like shit I can't do this anymore and and that's sad because mo- a lot of people never hit that high ceiling it's just easier to stay in the unhappiness and not change so my goal today is to give them some tools like to say, Hey, you can change and you, you can, you know, start loving yourself. Absolutely. And, um, I teach this, I teach this with my clients and it's really crucial. And that is to concentrate on the reps as I like to put it. And what I mean by that is say, for example, um, I ask a girl, here's, here's, I think in our, in our society, we're, we're so results oriented and that can be very toxic. And when I give social coaching sessions to like my clients, um, when I was in, in person, I, I'd actually, now it's just more virtual, but in person, I would literally, I was a, basically a physical, like a fitness instructor, but for the brain, right. Yeah. For me, I was so scared of failing that I never put myself out there and I never grew. Right. So what I learned is just to put yourself in situations where you see failure slash reps as very positive things. So for example, when I'd war- like I do the warm up with my clients, I go out there. I think I met you when I was giving a social coaching session. I literally look back. And oh I, maybe, yeah. And then I would have them say hello to 10 people in a row and only concentrate on what they can control. And that's like saying hello to people and not the responses. So 
say, so then for example, the fourth person gives the guy a dirty, my client, a dirty look. I'm like, dude, four, come on, baby. Give me six more. Good job. Like seeing the rep, no matter how they get the, no matter how the response, if it's towards their goal is a positive thing. And then I, of course, move into the next, you know, all right, let's do the, let's do the the harder thing. You know, let's uh, give 10 compliments of something they have control over and, and they give some compliments and, and then going into like asking a girl out, um, if, if a guy or a girl asks the other person out and they say no, a lot of times they'll say, oh, okay, um, I failed. No, <laughs> you ask a girl out or ask a guy out like success because that's all you can control a lot of the times and just concentrate on those reps over and over again and go from there. And even when like with podcasting, I remember and doing socials, I would, all right. And a lot of people have to show up. Like it's still happens. Still, I still deal with this. They have to show up, but just concentrate on like throwing the social and that's the success or, or creating the 10 events. All right. Got to 10 and not concentrating on the results. It can impact um, your impact yourself in a lot of positive ways. And then also like, like I said, your thoughts don't define you. So for example, when I have like a thought of, I bring no value to the world or I'm, a, I'm an imposter or I'm never going to be successful. And it's to separate myself from that thought of when I see, when I notice I have those negative thoughts, I'll say, I have the thought like separating yourself, not to, def, not defining yourself by the thought. Like I have the thought that and see, I'm, see what I'm doing. I'm separating. I have the thought that I bring no value. I have the thought that I, I'm never going to be successful or I'm, never, I'm bringing whatever it is. No one likes me, whatever it is. And then I can even separate, separate myself even further and say, I notice that I have the thought that no one likes me or I'm never going to be successful. And it's separating yourself. Yeah. So how did you go from, from that time when you were came home from junior college, you're crying. You're like, I got to change. Like, what do you do day, the day after? Like, what was the, f- first step that you took um <laughs> i don't because it's like starting a business like i i'm gonna start a business so i become kind of become an athlete and then you sit there hmm what do i do now <laughs> well i was very 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 bad with um talking to women <laughs> and that had to do with a lot of you know my being self-conscious and just yeah all the stories i went over previously but um when I had that yeah, rock bottom, I think I was, I was actually reading The Game by Neil Strauss. Yeah. And some of the stuff, like the routines and stuff that he did with women, I didn't like per se. It didn't resonate with me. But what I did like from that experience was um, a few things. And that was he does uh, and talk about self-improvement and concentrating on, you know, the things you do that you are good at as opposed to things you're not good at. And then also just working on yourself. And then also um, through that, I joined a community of men who are really not having trouble with women. And we would literally, is the first time I ever knew what like a safe space to fail was like. And literally you'd write out on like a blog. It's like back in the day, it wasn't on the internet. Was you write it out, <laughs> like a little themed, like write out, like, what's that? A blog? What? You communicate through blogs? That's how you social media. Um, and we'd write out, like, I talked to this girl. I tried this, this, and this. Like, and I feel like it, I didn't, it didn't do well. And 
and it was very like it was the first time I can actually be authentic and people and not get chastised or bullied for um not or for putting myself out there and not succeeding like they were very supportive they're like I like how you did this um yeah that probably didn't work but like maybe next time you can try doing this it'd probably work but good job way to put yourself out there I'm like what yeah no that's awesome I mean I uh, I read the game as well and and that that book changed my life not because uh, of the routines that was in the book but what I realized was that you got to work on yourself and you got to improve yourself and start loving yourself so I went on this journey of like self improvement which which is amazing uh, so how how did it feel when you were starting to interact with women? And like, how did it feel at this point? You still, I take it, you still didn't have that great self-worth and self-confidence, but you're still doing it. And what was, how did it feel? At first it was, you talked about earlier on in this podcast, just how, it's easier to kind of stay in your comfort zone of being dissatisfied. And the reason is a lot of the times to really go towards a more powerful version of yourself is you literally have to almost mourn an old version of yourself that you don't, that's not serving you. Right. It's like, so you're basically going to the funeral of an old worn out way of who you used to be. And that's painful because that part of you is dying and you're, you're able to now recreate yourself however you want. And I'm, I always talk about this with my clients and it's like, every time I have the thought, like I have any negative thought, like no one likes me. I'm now like, literally as I, I see it, I visualize it. I'm at the gym and I'm like, did a rep for no one likes me or like did a rep for uh, the, I'm not confident. I just did a rep for an, And every time you do that, you're literally doing a rep for that. And it's, it's, it's literally restarting from the, the bottom or not starting from the bottom, but starting, not, you know, they say don't, it's not starting from scratch, it's starting from experience. Yeah. But um, I totally forgot what your question was. <laughs> no, we're just talking about like that, um, the feeling, oh, the feeling. Of, of change, you know. It was hard. It was really uncomfortable. It was really, it was very raw. Um, it was not in my comfort zone. And I'll never forget um, when I was reading the game, I saw this guy who was was in my my history class and he was really not good with the ladies. And I remember um, seeing him, you know, decked out with his, you know, with his uh, social, what is it called? Uh, peacocking. And he's going yeah. around just talking to every girl like it was nothing. I'm like, what happened to him? And he sees me reading the game. He's like, oh, I read it. Let, let me know when you're done. We'll talk. And he's <laughs> like introduced me to to a, a community of guys that we go out and talk to girls and support each other. And talking about going back to your question, um, fast forward, I finished the game. I joined his community. He took me out. We went out to like talk to girls. And um, the first thing we did was fail in a really safe space. Like we would go up to a girl and he would have me. He's like, you got to go up to this many girls. And you have to say, hi, I'm Jeremy, the green haired Martian. What is your favorite flavored bowling ball? I was like, what? What? (laughs) And like, what comes up for you? Like having to do that? Like, it's not going to work. You're going to fail. 
Yeah. And that's the point is to show you that that failure is not bad. It's not that big of a deal. It's not as bad as my brain makes it think, like make me think it is. And how, how does that affect you? Like, it's so crazy that we get nervous by speaking to someone that we think is beautiful or someone that we think is famous or somebody that has authority or whatever it might be. Why do you think that is? And, and how can we understand that we are all, you know, beautiful human beings and we're all worthy and uh, shouldn't be, shouldn't, shouldn't be like that. We should be able to speak to anybody. Um, it honestly comes down to like self, it sounds so, so, you know, cheesy, but there's freedom in embracing cheesy, but it all comes down to self-worth. You know, they always say, love yourself, whatever. Like I always thought it was cheesy, but it's true. And it, it also, like you talked about, how do we get not getting nervous? But I think a lot of people put other people on the pedestal if it's a celebrity, if it's an attractive girl. And if you think about it directly, if you put someone on a pedestal, you're literally putting yourself down. Yeah. You're putting yourself down. And if you're putting yourself down, you're not going to act authentically yourself because you're going to, you're just trying to impress that person so they can sense you're not being real. So there's a sense of, I remember one of my favorite lines from the game is he says, if you really love someone, you, you need to be willing to lose them. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with like do stuff on purpose to lose them, but it has to, it's that dynamic of like, you, you have to have the mentality of you don't need them in your life because you have yourself. So if you don't need them, you're a lot higher chance of being authentic because you're not scared of, you know, scaring them off. And if you're always scared of scaring someone off, um, then you're, it's so unhealthy and you're not, you're not living in your power. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that I noticed by going on that, you know, social journey or whatever you, you might call it is that it creates fucking pain because now you got to change everything. You got to, you got to become the best version of yourself uh, and you got to read more. You got to learn more. You got to exercise more. You, you got to go after those dreams you have, you, you know, interact, write, travel and become a really cool person, not for other people to be attracted by you, but for you to be attracted by yourself. Right. I, how do, how has that journey been for you? Because it's a long journey. <laughs> very hard. I mean, I still go through it. You know, I, I've, come a long way. I've interviewed celebrities on the red carpet. I've um, coached many people and who have social anxiety and I've done some dating coaching and I have, um, you know, have a podcast. I've had over 20 TEDx speakers. I've done all the stuff. I still go through it. It's, 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 it's a practice. It really is. Like, I think I'll do this, all this work and I'm good, but no, it's literally a practice. It's so hard at times because I was like, I want to do a bunch of work and then be good, but it's just not the case. You know, it's um, a practice of like my morning routine of doing my gratitude and my exercise and my positive affirmations. I'm like, all right, I do an intake of like my negative voices each day. And then is it true? Is it true? And then what's the opposite? And I'll say the opposite, you know, um, affirmation. Um it's hard. When I did free hugs for the first time, I remember sitting in my car with my free hug sign and I had an anxiety attack. 
I'm in my car. I'm like, I gotta get free hugs. I'm freaking out. I was supposed to do free hugs at 10 a.m. I ended up starting free hugs at like 4 p.m. because I just couldn't get myself. I could, but it was I was having a very hard time. And then I'll never forget. I was like, all right, it's the dynamic of running towards the roar. Like in our society, we're so addicted to our comfort zones and ha- being happy. That's why they say like this, you know, being happy is not this for me, not the purpose of life, but growth is and like understanding what are my core values and how do I want to show up in the world? And that's kind of my, what makes me happy, quote unquote. It's like, I just want to be happy. If you say, I just want to be happy and then you're not satisfied with where you are right now. And if you're not satisfied with where you are right now, you're never going to be happy because it's just, it's just a pendulum. Right. And, um, I mean, yes, yeah, so I get, I mean, I never forget the first time I put my, my sign up to give free hugs for the first time. And it was just like, everyone's eyes just turned to me and this guy with the free hugs. Oh man, it was adrenaline rush, but to be seen and be okay being seen and just not caring about what the wrong people think was such a powerful thing for me. And I always talk about being a fisherman, not a hunter, right? Um, be your, if I'm being my most powerful, authentic self, I'm not going to be for everybody. Like if everyone there's no, no matter what, no one's not, everyone's going to like me. Like I wanted everyone to like me all the time that I never was authentic. I was like, let me just appease. Oh, I'm into that too. Oh yeah. I like that kind of stuff too. It was just so inauthentic and, and, um, toxic. So I always say, you know, be a fisherman, not a hunter. And what I mean by that is I have my sign up it says free hugs. And some people give me the dirtiest looks like, why is this guy giving free hugs? What a loser, this isn't that. But now I just, it's, uh, it's kind of like I'm a ice sculptor. I'm just chipping off the pieces that don't belong. Right. The people that did stop and gave me free hugs were some of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life. And I had to put myself out there to get judged by the people who aren't meant to be my life and don't support me at my, how I want to show up in order to like get to those people. Like a a guy or a girl has to ask that person out to get to like the love of their life. And it's like, people are so scared to take that first step and to embrace those quote unquote failures that they never get to what they want. And that's something I'm, I'm still learning each and every single day is is um it's it's a practice i'm saying it's a practice i know i say it so much but it's so true and i'm reminding myself because there's times where i just i'm started pra- i'm tired of practicing you know <laughs> i just want to be good right yeah and jeremy do you love yourself i do sometimes more than others <laughs> some days yes some days no but it's a practice as i said <laughs> yeah um, I literally have done so many, I've done a lot of transformational work, uh, transformational um, weekends in like the forest. And I did a, a retreat in the forest called Mankind Projects. And that's kind of been trans, trans uh, has transformed my life. Yeah. But some days, yes, some days, no, to answer your question. And um, what I've learned is just to create a powerful relationship with myself because I'm the only person who's going to be with me the rest of my life. So I might as well, you know, work on it being a, uh, a healthy relationship. And, um, 
if I can like a lot, like one tip I can say for to people is treat yourself like it's your best friend who you really want to be loved by. And what I mean by that is if I'm mean to myself, I see this, I've seen this all the time. I saw with myself is that when I was really mean to myself, cause I can be very hard to myself historically. Yeah. Um, I don't apologize. Like I'll just be mean to myself, walk away and then keep moving on. Like the body keeps the score. It really does. So like treat yourself like you're that best. Like I said, treat yourself like you're that best friend you want to be loved by. If I'm mean to myself, I will literally stop. I'm like, all right, Jeremy, I'm, I'm so sorry for being mean to you earlier. I just, I really want the blah, blah, blah. And I'll go into the story. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I kind of did this as like a challenge for my mentor at one point. And I did it and, and I felt so much better. I'm like, oh, wow. For one, like it doesn't, I don't hold on to it. And I don't take on those messages that are from myself. <laughs> and yeah. then um, two, um, I'm less likely to be mean to myself in the future because I know I'm going to have to apologize later. Yeah. I mean, I think... We all struggle with loving ourselves, right? And one thing that it's so like, the question is so hard for me because it's so easy to love oneself when we're doing good, when we're accomplishing all these things, when we're putting, you know, more accolades in our, in our backpack, but that's not what life is about all the time, right? We we have to be happy in everyday life and be content with who we are as human beings. And I think that's the hardest part because it's easy to be a fucking winner and love yourself, especially in that moment. Then of course that fades away as well. But how how can you like what what can you say to people that are you know just chasing chasing more gold, chasing more accolades, you know, trying to sleep with more women or men and dating more, buying more stuff, you know, just to, to try to be happy. I mean, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like if you're happy when you're, everything's going well and you're accomplishing all those things then you're very results oriented, right? Um, Aren't we all? And it's, it's about, I mean, yeah, that's the problem though, right? Because it's not about the results. It's about your effort towards how you want to show up in the world. Isn't it about the result though? No. I mean, if I'm concentrating on what I can control, like a lot of times I can do everything perfectly, quote unquote, and it doesn't lead to the result that I, that I quote unquote wanted. And so no, it's not the results. It is, but it isn't right. Like if I can, I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to say this again, if I'm putting the reps and the effort towards how I want to show up in the world and what I want to accomplish, I know you're talking about the accomplish, then um, the results will come. I guess it's just, uh, it'll, it'll happen, but not being tied to the results. Don't give the results, you know, my power over my value in the world. You know, it's a, uh, I got, I got burned by three five girls heck yeah i'm, I'm going towards how, like what is the what do i want what's my goal what am i doing to get it where am i at now right um and just embracing failing over and over like that was a great fail that was a great instead of saying fail and seeing it as a negative thing see it as a rep that was a great rep good job you know i've done a webinar before like the first one i ever did and it was quote unquote a fail but i saw it as a success because i did it yeah I think it's 
we need to be more playful. I remember I was an athlete for many years. Uh, and in the beginning, I won, but it, it sucked because I needed to win. You know, that everything else was just a failure. And even if I won, it was more like, you know, that feeling instead of like, heck yeah. And then I realized we went to these, I became a national team member. We went and competed uh, across the world. And I started fighting all these guys that were was much better than me. And I started losing. And then I had to change like my perspective and see, hey, maybe if I perform to the best of my abilities, that's a win. Uh, and I put those things in my mind and, and realize that the power is in me because I can't compare myself to you, Jeremy, or people listening and watching. We're, we all have different stories. Uh, we all have a different journey. And if you can be playful and enjoy, uh, you know, challenging yourself and, and, and be okay with, you know, it's not about the outer results. We're all looking for them. That's, I mean, if you're an athlete, you're competing to win. You're not just competing to, to be there, most likely. Uh, but the development of oneself is the true win. Yeah, I always... One of my favorite lines is compare despair and compare despair is one of the monumental like things that causes so, so much unrest in the world is that when you compare yourself to others, that's when you're not going to be happy. And we're all in our own journeys. We're all in our own races. And it's like, just, it's easier said than done. I'm be honest, but it's just it's really hard, very hard. And I, I tend to do sometimes, wow, this person is accomplishing so much more. But like, yeah. I took a somewhere, I took a social psychology class and I learned that no matter where you are in the world and how accomplished you are, we have a, like a human tendency to compare ourselves to someone that's above us. Even if like, like a millionaire who's making $3 million a year is like, oh God, but look at Steve making 5 million. And then you've written and you get to 5 million. It's like, you're, you're never happy. And it's like this, this pedestal is this, yeah, it's, it never stops or just, starts with gratitude like i'm grateful you know and grateful is people are people always have i noticed that my clients have a challenge with gratitude because they do general things they're grateful for like i'm grateful for my family and i'm grateful for you know my friends but it's too general and the brain is going to get bored and it's going to see it as like uh, a rerun of my favorite episode ever yeah it's great but my brain's gonna get bored so for gratitude for example is small things i'm grateful for this conversation with uh peter today on the podcast it's, it's such an amazing experience i'm grateful for it um per, something that has to do with each and every single day and be as precise as you can then like i said once you gra gratitude and concentrating on the reps towards how you want to show up in the world the results will come because if I go, if I, if I do something for someone and they're so grateful, I did it. Like, aren't you gonna, isn't it make you feel better? So it only helps other people. And also talks about talking about like self-love. There's a lot of elements that people don't realize is um, for one is taking a compliment, like how to take a compliment. This is small things. Like I used to, when someone gave me, I, mean, I was beatboxing one time and this girl is complimenting my, beatboxing my first reaction was like oh oh uh, your singing's really good and I, I looking back at that she's like well I wasn't um fishing for compliments and I realized that if to say thank you very authentically and powerfully like thank you 
not having to say anything. And that goes, that goes uh, hand in hand with people thinking like I felt this, I needed to do something in order to feel worthy, to feel great. Like I need to do this. Once I do this, I'll be happy. Once I do this, like what is the, I need to do this, then I'll be whole or happy. What is that for that for you? Right. And it's what it comes down to is like, I know it sounds so cheesy, but just being, having the mentality that I'm good just as I am having the mentality of I'm doing the best I can having the mentality of I'm good the way I am. I'm whole the way I am. I don't need to do anything in order to feel good about myself. I'm good now. And um, anything else is just a bonus. Like, and what is that bonus for you? Not to fill the gap, not that I need to do this to feel whole. What's the bonus? Like you're good the way you are. I think that's something that we all struggle with, right? We are good the way we are because we're always trying to change stuff, you know, to improve, to get better. And I think it's good, but I think you also need to realize that you are so okay just the way you are. Like you don't have to, like, I, I'm big into goals. I've written books about goals. I help people accomplish their goals. But I always tell them, like, you just don't make my goal your goal. It can be a small thing. It could be a big thing, whatever you want. But you're already worthy. Because, I mean, my podcast name is I Love Success. And I've met over 200 super successful people now in all fields. And a lot of, a lot of them chase you know, success and accolades to feel worthy. And then when you get there, you realize that it's just empty. So you got to enjoy the journey. You got to compete against yourself and realize you are unique. You are special and your journey is, is yours, not no, nobody else's. Even though we, we, we compare ourselves a lot nowadays, especially with social media, it's, it's crazy. How do you how do you deal with that though? Let's say you're 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 a girl and you, you don't feel pretty because you you go to Instagram and you see all these models and you don't feel pretty. Or if you're a guy, you watch all your friends traveling the world, hooking up with hot chicks, and, and like there you are in your like basement uh, playing Counter Strike. I mean, first off, a lot of social media is a lie these days, and most of the, most of the stuff people post is not real. Um, for example, I see it all the time where like you know girls post their self on a bikini in their you know their bikini on like an island of some place in the middle of nowhere in Asia, and it's it's just not real. On top of that, um, they start like going back to gratitude, what you're grateful for, and comparing yourself to yourself and. I don't know. I understand why people post such inauthentic things on social media because they want to be like, get the likes. They're going for the likes. And um, I rather get like a lot less likes and have a post be authentic than, um, than the, the, you know, the, the opposite side of the spectrum. Right. Um, I don't, I turn off my, my notifications, which helps a lot. And I find it, it's, yeah, it all goes back to like comparing, like you said, talk, comparing yourself to yourself of yesterday. Um, and that's really important. And it's easier said than done, but it is so doable. And understanding that all our thoughts and beliefs and what we think we can accomplish is all made up. Like everything is made up. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying if everything's made up, you can make up whatever you want. 
I can sit here and be like, if I, if I have the thought that like, I'm not doing the best I can, or I have the thought that, um, I'm not successful. I'm, I have the thought that I'm not confident. I have the thought that I'm not good at names, all these negative thoughts. I can just throw that away and be like, I'm very successful. I'm amazing. I'm confident. I'm very good with, I'm very good in dating. I'm very good at this. And just say those things until they be, until those, like, as I said, those muscles become really, really buff. And the beginning of that transformation is going to be absolutely challenging. And it's going to, but I'm saying like consistency is currency. So if I'm consistent, like towards where I want to, how I want to show up and what I want to do in my life, then I'm, I'm going to get the currency and I'm going to be able to create and purchase. You know, it sounds like interesting, but <laughs> um, that new model <laughs> of myself that I really want, right? I'm, I'm being very consistent towards my goals. All right, I got a lot of currency and I just purchased a new version of myself. <laughs> I just came up with that right now. <laughs> That's good. Good. Would Jeremy, do you think that um, your younger self would be proud of you today? Yeah, I do. Um, I noticed like my resistor wanted to say no. And, um, I don't want to come off as arrogant. This isn't that. And it's like self-love and self-confidence isn't arrogance. Because if I'm loving myself fully and completely, then my ability to show up for other people just go skyrockets. So no, it's not selfish. And going back to your question of would I be proud of myself? I mean, I have, I've been like, even, even I have my hardcore challenges off obviously. And for one of them is I keep pushing the boundaries of what I can do and get out of my comfort zone even more and more and more. And for example, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, Monday I'm actually releasing a podcast episode um, with my main bully from middle school. Um, and I, I recorded it a bit ago and I, I freaked out because it was such a, it was a hard, it was, it was a very challenging experience. I was in, like, we were both in tears and I, I just, I remember, so I have this lady on my podcast who did a TEDx and she's a clinical psychologist and she's been specializing in bullying for the last 15 years. And I was like, Hey, um, would you or anyone, you know, be down to be like kind of a you know, facilitator between me and my main bully from middle school. And she's like, Jeremy, I will. Are you kidding me? And um, we jumped on the Zoom call and she basically gave us a therapy session, recorded therapy session. My main bully from middle school is so intense. And I never in a million years thought I would do something like that. And um, I'm like, I'm getting choked up as I talk about it. Um, what did you learn from that conversation? I learned a lot. I think the big one was just how much he was going through in his own life. You know, he was uh, taking it out on me. Um, I don't want to give too much of the episode away, but just getting into, like, he, he ended up going to jail he ended up becoming an alcoholic. He wrote me from jail. Um, he even mentioned some things he used to do to me I forgot about. Like, that's how much crap he did to me. Like, he once, like, he would tie my backpack 
to the chair every single day. I don't remember this. I guess I suppressed it. And then, you know, I'd get up for the bell and the, the chair would be tied to my backpack and people would laugh and that was traumatizing. So I guess I repressed it. Um, yeah. I learned that it had nothing to do with me. And I t- took on his mean actions as it had, it had everything to do with me. And um, also the, the whole narrative behind bullying is that the bully is the bad guy. And I hope that changes because it's like, no, if a bully is being a bully, they're going through so many demons and going through their, you know, a lot. And how do we help the bully? Let's like, we, I, I, I don't I, like I'm getting into it, but. I definitely think in our society, we're like, oh, how dare you bully? How dare you bully? You know, this is this mentality of like, all right, how do we help them? How do we prevent it from happening? Not just punishing the bully for bullying, but like preventing it from happening. Yeah. And uh, people that are listening right now that have been bullies, like what would you suggest? What What are... What should they do? Uh, should they reach out to the people they bullied and apologize? Like, what what is the best way to go about it? If they do to apologize, I would do it for themselves and not for the other person, because then you're you're like I said, you're concentrating on the results. Yeah. But um, if it feels right to you, yeah, I think it depends on it's case by case, definitely. But um, yeah, for him, it seemed like it brought him a lot of um like a cathartic experience um we i mean i've never i've never usually he's really like you know tough and telling telling jokes to deflect which i know that i know that because i used to do that deflect with humor and he was like basically in tears and it seemed like it was a really powerful experience for him than it was for me and um i would say yeah if if it resonates with you apologize absolutely right because I never forget this. I was teaching a piano class to this 10 year old and someone, one of my coworkers was like, Oh, I hate this person. And this girl's like, my mom, my mom always said that hating someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to be poisoned. (laughs) Yeah. It's true though. I remember seeing this special on TV and this guy when he was younger literally shot this lady in the head and went to jail for life. The lady had all sorts of like brain damage. She survived it. And she ended up forgiving the guy who shot her in the head. And she would visit him in jail often. And I saw that and I was like, whoa, whoa. If someone shot me in the head and I had brain damage the rest of my life, would I be able to forgive them? My first reaction was like, no, how dare, how could you like, no, that's so, oh, I got so uncomfortable. But this lady forgave this guy. And at first it was not for him, it's for herself. Cause she just hated this guy who shot him and shot her in the head. And I think, man, yeah, I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. How do you like? How long did it take for you, or have you for uh, forgiven uh, the people that bullied you? Hmm. 
it's I mean, like I said, it's a practice, but I have forgiven my like my bullies as my like I have, yes and no. Like I have, but then there is still like the part of me that's angry, but it's just a it's a consistent forgiveness practice, if that makes any sense. It's not like it's, it's a gray area for me personally. It could be different for others. Um, there's times where I'm like, I totally forgive you. I forgive you. I get it. You're going through a lot in your life and you kind of um, took it out on me and you're displacing your frustrations and challenges on me. I get it. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. Like it got, I did get into like a, a place of, I'm sorry, you're going through that. Yeah. I understand why you did it and I forgive you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tricky, right? Because it affects you so much as a human being and feeling, feeling small, which we've all, almost all of us have experienced at some point in our life. It could also be a great driver, right? Uh, how, how has that driver made you a better person? I mean, first off, I wouldn't be talking to you right now if I wasn't bullied. So that's a positive thing. I wouldn't have um, such passions for helping other people. And I wouldn't be the person I, I am today if I wasn't bullied. I, I wouldn't have gone through the journey of loving myself if I didn't go through that. And I never would have learned all the things I learned. I wouldn't learn. I wouldn't have the compassion that I have for, for people who are going through a hard time. Cause I know what it feels like. And if I didn't know, I didn't go through it. I wouldn't know what it feels like. And I think my ability, my ability and my passion for connecting with people, because for a long time, I wasn't able to connect with people at all is, has been something that's come great from it. And, um, I mean, I still go through it. Like I still, when I got featured, I got featured on the news for my Jeremy talks to strangers, Instagram, I remember the, my first reaction is like, oh no, go away. I don't deserve this. You know, all those messages came up and um, ah, man, I mean, I'm grateful for those really traumatic experiences. Definitely. That sounds weird to say, but it's true. I would not have the abilities that I have. I wouldn't be the man I am. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be as open as I am. Because like in order for me to reprogram my stories and how I show up in the world and I had to, you know, hit rock bottom. And in, with that, in that rock bottom, there was just surrender. And in surrender, there's just consistently being open and vulnerable. I had to be so vulnerable. Um, I think I think it's a superpower. I think... A lot of the most challenging times in my life and then a lot of the most challenging times for a lot of people can turn into like their biggest superpower. Yeah, I agree. And uh, looking at your life now, what, what's next for you, Jeremy? <sighs> I love it. Um, I'm working on a book right now. I um I have this, you know, this, the Social Ninjas podcast that's growing pretty um, healthily. <laughs> Someone knows the word, but it's growing. Um, coaching, I definitely, a long time ago, I never reached out to you about motivational speaking. 
I would love to give speeches. Uh, I'm going to work towards giving speeches on bullying and how you know if it affected you and like tech tips and techniques giving I don't know inspiring people um to beginning a pandemic I started a challenge of having a video chat with someone in every country in the world that has turned indirectly into starting a global community so it's called join team human I'm actually wearing this one the sweatshirt oh wow that's awesome girl who represented Poland designed it. <laughs> I love it. The guy who re- who represented Kenya helped me with the store. The guy who represented Egypt coded the website. And <laughs> yeah, I was not really planned. So yeah. like my my goal and my purpose is to just be a powerhouse of, you know, self-love and authentic human connection and supporting people to love themselves more and more each and every day and believe in themselves and and their ability to do things I never thought were possible. And I just, as long as I'm living in my mission of like, am I serving people and loving themselves more? Am I serving people and connecting authentically and powerfully each and every day, then I'm successful. It doesn't matter what I accomplish, quote unquote, (laughs) right? As long as I'm in my mission of helping people love themselves and helping people connect powerfully, then I'm successful. I love that. And I love you, man. Uh, It's, what you're doing is incredible and you've taken your pain into something beautiful and you're sharing that with the world and that you are that you have the courage to interact with people we all we're all craving human connection and i think what you're doing is awesome i just have one final question then i'm going to let you go and for everybody listening and watching that are here with us what do you want to tell them if they want to start working on their dream right now? What, what would be their first step to do right after this show? Oof, good question. And take that first step. Um, literally take that first step and then take that next step and then take that next step. I think it's like climbing, like something like climbing Mount Everest. You're like, I want to climb to the top of Mount Everest. Or like, no, no, I want to just take a step towards the top of Mount Everest and I want to take another step towards Mount Everest and start small. Definitely start small. Like I, I noticed that my clients are like, I want to go, I want to do life changing experiences and I want it now. And I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> it took a long time to, you know, take on those negative uh, voices and habits and everything. It's going to take time to get out of them. And, um, it's, for example, like, I don't want to get too far out, but if someone doesn't exercise and they want to start exercising, they're like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm like, well, where are you now? Like how, <laughs> how many times have you been to the gym in the last week? Zero. I was like, so is it get the wins, you know, get the wins. I'm going to go to the gym or no, you probably right now, right now, but I'm going to go running at least once between now and next week. And if yeah. you can do that, then, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two, like yeah. get the wins towards where you want to be. Don't like go from zero to, you know, 60, you know, go to zero to one and then to two and then to three. And then eventually you'll get to 60. I agree. And uh, if people want to connect with you and learn more about you, where can they find you? Um, the social media, <laughs> um, Jeremy talks to strangers. Is that where you have your bikini pictures <laughs> on a deserted island all oiled up in Hawaiian tropics? <laughs> no. Go there. His his social is amazing. 
Um, Jeremy Talks to Strangers, um, the Social Ninjas podcast, and then um, my global community that I'm growing is Join Team Human. And we're actually actually organized an around the world dance party. And it's Saturday. And it's oh, wow. the last one had 30 plus, but this one actually promoted more. So I just, I don't know. I, there's so much going on in the world right now. If I can, like when I spread joy and, and hope, like it just, it fills me up. And um, yeah, so I'm, I just bringing people together and bringing joy and bringing self-belief and just connection on a powerful level and bringing humanity closer together. It's just, that's my joy. That's my peace. Lead with love, people. Thank you so much for still being here with us. And uh, my goal is to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. But right now, you're the most important person to me. I hope you find some value in our conversation today and that you make you know, some adjustments in in your life to 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 love yourself more and to to give more love to other human beings out there and just know i know you have this badass dreams of becoming something really special but you already are special you already are worthy so take that with you today when you go show up in the world you know share more love, give somebody a hug, even if it's from a distance or on a video, whatever you do, just, just show love and be happy and go after what you really want and show us some love as well. I want to help all these people. I can't do it myself. I, I'm dependent on you and, and this tribe of cool people living, you know, stri striving to live their best life. So share this with somebody go to ilovesuccess.co. We have more than 200 episodes right now. You, you can find so much inspiration. It's all for free for you to, you know, learn and uh, improve and, and create that life that you want. So thanks again, guys. And thank you so much, Jeremy, for being here with us and see you guys next week.